the dazed beef homemade prime beef patty with grilled streaky bacon Ooh. tasty cheese sauteed onions and oh. mushrooms oh. golden hash brown topped with a pesto hollandaise sauce fuck <laughs> Hey, welcome to episode 58 of Front Seat Gamer. I'm Nick. I'm here with Blake. Hey. And Severn. Hey, Nick. How's it going, guys? Good. Good. This week we've got uh, a guest, Chris. Hello. Guest. Or, <laughs> hi, Chris. How's it going? It's good. Um, it's good. You've been here before. Yes. But I wasn't here. So, as far as I'm concerned, this is your first official episode. <laughs> um, uh, he is the uh, sort of sole current programmer working on the... Path of Exile Xbox port currently, I think, right? You're the only person you, – you've been full-time on that for a while. And uh, you had other people sort of come in and out to help you. Yeah, especially yeah. With, like, I mean, <clears throat> I'm the – I was before the sole gameplay and UI programmer yeah. for, for most most of the first part of the development. And now we've got um, Harry and Jake on board as well with oh, doing nice. a lot of other UI stuff. So that's, right. that's good. Cool. Okay. So I used to be here. Yeah. <laughs> and then so and then there's the, the port guys as well that do all the engine porting and optimizations yes. and stuff. Yeah, they yeah. they helped get the tech ready. Um yep. they they did the direct X stuff, right? Yeah. Um so we'll talk about console stuff quite a lot in a little bit. But first we talk usually talk about what we've been playing. Cool. Um I've been playing a game called Card Thief, which is an uh a free mobile game. Uh it's actually really good. It sounds like Go Fish. Um, it's not at uh, all like no. It's based okay. So so uh, you might remember I talked about a game called Solitarica a while ago, mm-hmm. and I really liked it. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I installed it. Yeah, did you ever play it? Nope. Cool. <laughs> Good. I think I recently uninstalled it as well. You're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to make room for my, my Spotify music. Right. That's why. Okay. Sure. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, all this bandwidth just burning a hole in you. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> Yeah, I could do something with it. Uh, so, Card Thief is of a, I would say, a similar quality um, in terms of like it's just a really solid mobile game, really well designed, um, and it is a game in which you simulate a heist of a castle, and you you have a little character on a sort of three by three grid of cards, um, and the card facing and what cards are, which cards they are adjacent to, and all of this other stuff. It's really important, and it's actually really enjoyable. So if you are looking for a new mobile game to try out, I suggest you check out Card Thief because it's really fun. Cool. Um, cool. I'll install it. Cool. And then you'll install <laughs> it and install it in like a month or two. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> good. Um, anybody else been playing anything good? Uh, I went back to Horizon. Oh, cool. I, I really don't have more to say about it. We've, we've talked about it ad nauseum. It was uh, it was pretty funny. Last night you messaged me about uh, the art station oh, trending yeah. and there's just seem like hun- hundreds of uh, yep. of Horizon posts on there now. Yep, so we've talked about ArtStation before and Horizon, but if you go up there right now as of our recording date, they they've oh, they've taken over ArtStation. Yeah, it's Every crazy. thumbnail is art wow. from Horizon and it's fantastic, oh, wow. high quality shit. <laughs> just really really <laughs> awesome stuff. Is they, it actually the official art or like Yeah, a lot of the people like the actual artists that worked on uh, Horizon put up stuff and it's oh, wow. really interesting because they will actually go out 
you know, just dissecting some of their high poly, uh, just their screenshots. Yeah. They will completely build like a a house or a hut, high poly version, wow. which which is, it's kind of crazy to me because I wouldn't do that. I, w- I would prepare a lot of tileable textures and things like that. Yeah. You'd, and then you'd, build it up from that. You'd those. make a couple of logs. Yep. And then put them together in low poly. No, yep. You're not like high poly all these logs. Yep. It's basically like I'm gonna build a a, a fort, and then yeah. they just open up ZBrush and build every freaking log <laughs> yeah. in ZBrush. Three wow. yeah. like sculpted, a photo reel. Yeah, it, it's incredible. And hmm. so to do it at that level, it's yeah, that's uh, And I saw like a, an entire fortress built in ZBrush too. It's so like check it out. It's kind of incredible. Do you want to put a link to that on our Facebook page? Uh. We <laughs> to art station, sure. Uh, yeah, well, I guess, I guess we could. to like well, the, the the hut you're describing. Oh yeah, yeah, that would be interesting to for me. sure. I'll, I'll do that. Cool, good stuff. Chris, have you been playing anything? Um, I started playing The Witcher again. Um, okay, is, is I, the I Witcher finally 3? got it to run on my PC properly because nice. it, it was crashing my graphics card before. I think. Uh, and now, <laughs> it's now great. it's good. Yeah, <laughs> dude, um, that, that's what was happening with my graphics card. Like. Uh, like early on, mm. it was just like crashing. Uh, a game is too good. That's yeah, the, yeah. That's is, the problem. Is that really that's the sign of a good game. Too good <laughs> yeah. for the graphics card. When it, when it breaks your graphics card, you're yeah. like, yeah, this is a good game. This oh. is a quality, <laughs> quality craftsmanship here. Mm. I can only play it for 20 minutes at a time. Yeah. Wow. Does it just get too hot and then shut down or something? Yeah, I think wow. so. Yeah. Um, um, man, that game doesn't even. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I feel like as someone who really enjoys art, you should you should like The Witcher a little more because that game is really good. It's looking. got bad art though. <laughs> <laughs> Does it they though? Don't, they don't have fully zbrushed forts. Yeah, they, exactly. they just they just uh, zbrushed right. a few textures and then use that to build I a whole do, fort. <laughs> I, I went away last weekend, and a mate of mine always tries to show me Witcher Three on his oh, machine. Oh yeah, yeah. Was it was it? It's garbage, Campbell. man. <laughs> he had to break into like a horse. Oh something? yeah, I remember that. Okay, with yeah. Siri. Or yeah, whatever. I remember that. Yeah. All right. So what he did is they're all neighing on the inside of it, and the he horses. had to calm them down. Yeah, yeah. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> so he, so he calmed them down with magic. Yeah. That's what <laughs> you team, do. Tame horse. Yeah, and then yeah. magic, and then and then Siri comes in the door, and she's like, "Hey, you should calm down these horses. They're already calm." So he had to repeat. Oh that. right. It yeah, didn't yeah. remember anything. Yeah. I was like, "This is gut," and it looked like complete shit. That that taming thing is pretty cool. Like <laughs> the magic, <laughs> yeah, the magic, because you can do it like to just kind of anything in the environment. Like it's it's supposed to sort of like you use it in combat, and um, it sort of stuns a person for a while, and they're like that, and they're like standing there, and then you can hit them. Okay, but um, it's really cool. Like uh, you you can just like I had I had this one mission where I had to you know catch a horse, mm. and uh, I could just like I don't know run up to it and try to hit it or something, but then I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. I'm just going to use my thing and 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 catch it, mm-hmm. and it totally it totally works. It's Wait, you're telling me you could tame a horse by hitting it? Well, I I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Hit hard enough, Probably. it stops moving. Oh, if, right. I, if I can yeah. catch if you it, knock it on. There, yeah. there was also another one where I had to round up some pigs, mm. and um, y- when you walk close to a pig, it moves it moves away, and you're supposed to like herd them into an area. Mm. And I was like, I'm not doing this like a sucker without magic. <laughs> So so I I uh, tamed every single pig and they all like in single file walked walked into this one place <laughs> and then the the people spectating it were like oh you used some sort of devilry there and she's like we're not giving you the price for that <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry did I just get all your pigs for you for yeah, free yeah. what um, right. that's a great game 
not a, it's such a good game. Uh, yeah, we, we kind of just like so. What do you think? Witcher Three. <laughs> we, we sandbagged the <laughs> topic. Pretty good. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now that yeah. it's running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I can play for longer than twenty minutes. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this this thing that you're going to do where it's Savern plays games he doesn't like. Oh yeah. Ah uh, yes. That was yeah. going to happen yeah. at some point. We've I think. Do that. We've so got to get hardware for that. Yeah. Uh, and it's called a PC, and that's all you need. Oh yeah. Because you don't like any PC games. Oh, I mean cameras, <laughs> but. Yeah, okay. Fine. Oh, right. Well, we should, don't need cameras. We, we we could we could do it at work as Bex has uh said that she's willing to help us out with that. But oh, it's cool. all it's also just like this this year is already going so fast. Like we were just saying it's almost halfway through the year and I yep. feel like it was just February like yesterday. Yeah. So we should probably get on onto it. Yeah. Um so let's let's start talking about console stuff. Okay. Well, can I talk yeah. about what I've been playing? I thought you said you hadn't been playing much. Well, I I've, I've been playing one thing I can sort of talk okay, about. Let's, we let's we talk about um it. Uh, last week on Friday uh, after work, we played a multiplayer Stellaris. Ooh! Um, and it was me and yeah, for for people who are unfamiliar with Stellaris, it's a four X game, sort of like Civ except in space. Yeah, it's like it's space Civ. Yeah, it's space Civ. You're you're, you're colonizing planets. You're dealing with uh, diplomacy. You're yeah. fighting wars. You're building battle fleets and things like that. And um, we, I think I can't remember how many of us were there. Maybe six of us. Um, and, uh, yeah, we were, we were playing that and me and Carl started off next to each other and we were sort of like fighting over planets for a while. And then we, we created a federation and we were slowly growing and things were going well. But, uh, Mike Woods, our, um, our, uh, office manager for the two weeks leading up to this was shit talking about how he's gonna <laughs> how he's gonna just destroy everyone and take over everything so we went into this game being like no one's gonna trust mike at all because he said he's gonna he's gonna kill us and everything and uh he's also been kind of vocal about his strategy right oh yeah yeah he's been telling everyone <laughs> exactly telling how people, he's gonna do it yeah he's very war driven yeah yeah he, he always plays as like a race that just comes in and, and wipes it wipes you out and takes over your planets and doesn't assimilate any other races right. he's basically like the daleks just comes in and wipes, right. wipes out everything mm-hmm. um but um i i i end up i'll i'll breeze through this as far as possible because it's it might not be that interesting for some <laughs> but uh he he started quite away from me far away from me so i wasn't worried about war with him um but then him and uh, another guy um joined forces to fight an ai that was between them because mm-hmm. they had nowhere else to like uh to expand into and I saw this. I saw this happening. And I thought I can't. I can't be having any of this. Like, Mike. I don't want Mike getting any stronger. Mm. Um, so I started uh, sending money to the the AI, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of like like a proxy war kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And um, that AI totally like defended. Not only defended against both of them, but then started attacking both of them. Awesome. And, yeah, <laughs> and it it pretty much crippled it crippled Mike. And then not long after. Uh, Carl, who's been on the podcast before, everyone know. Uh, I think everyone knows Carl. Um, came came over to me and he's like, "Hey, I think we should attack Mike now." <laughs> <laughs> and so we just attacked Mike, and then the, we decimated him, and it was a uh, it was a good time. Man. Fun was had by all. Yeah, fun was had by all. And then and then afterwards, Mike is acting like he's the he's the victim. <laughs> classic Dalek. I picked a war with Dalek. everyone, and you beat me. Yeah. I don't like it. But it was it was it was good, and I think uh, we're, we're going to play again um, next week, and I think I'm actually going to do uh, a similar thing to what Mike was doing and play his sort of warlike 
mm-hmm. race and just go out and, and destroy everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are yeah. you going to brag about that strategy? No, I'm not, I'm, I'm not telling anyone except for the this podcast. It's just, <laughs> just everyone who listens <laughs> to the yeah, podcast. Yeah, everyone who listens to the podcast. It. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> um, I want to hear about what happens with that. But let's talk about console now. Um, so you've been working on it. When did you start working on the console version? Uh, um, it was a while ago. Not sure. Yeah, yeah. probably a, at least a, a year. year ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we we asked a bunch of people on Reddit for mm. their questions about what you've been working on. Um, uh, before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about when we first announced it. The response was, uh, let's say negative. Yeah. Yeah. It was not not too. Thrilled. No. Yeah. yeah. It was. It, at that point, we hadn't really shown off anything that we had, were also working on, which was mm. like six acts. Um, <laughs> and so people were getting only like a small sliver of the total Grinding Gears picture and mm. assuming that the Xbox port was all that we had in mind right at that point in time. Yeah. Um, uh, I think also we were showing it pro- – the people who were vocal about it, and we've got a, co- a question about this, I think, somewhere here um, – uh but basically we 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 showed it off uh and the people who cared about it at that point in time were already existing players mm. and so for them it was nothing mm. uh for them to look forward to mm. they already played path of exile they already had it on pc why why would we care about an xbox version etc cetera, etc cetera. um if you went out of your way to find feedback about the xbox trailer on sites like youtube um that weren't specifically our youtube like if it wasn't our channel it was like the the GameSpot channel or whatever yeah uh, the comments seemed to be a lot more positive mm. yeah so i i went to um because a lot of the negative stuff was in the reddit yes now i went to the xbox reddit because there was also a, a thing about it in there right and the comments over there were like 90 percent positive because yeah. they were stoked to be getting a game on the platform that they right. play um, and on top of that, a lot of the people would say, uh, like, we, we'd had existing players who would comment on some of these things outside of our community. So, like, on the Xbox Reddit or on YouTube or on some, like, PC Gamer mm. article or whatever. And they would be like, this is my favorite game I've been playing for years. I'm so excited that it's coming to Xbox so, I, like, my friends can play it or whatever. Um, it seems like the a lot of the fear was that the existing community would get forgotten. Mm. Um, obviously, that's not the case. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, that's, it seemed to be like uh, the response was out of fear at, uh, that the game they really loved was going to be hurt by the existence of the Xbox mm. port. And that we were going to design around the Xbox right. rather than doing what we do now. Exactly. Was, was, I can't even remember, but was there a similar feeling for when um, Diablo <laughs> announced for Xbox? Um, I, I don't recall, I mean, I think they announced that very early on. I think they had even possibly announced it prior to their PC. Hmm. Yeah, I can't remember. I don't, I don't really remember. It was a while ago. Um, however, I do know that another action RPG has announced their console version and and has in fact launched on console. Um. Really? And yes. Uh, a Marvel themed one. (laughs) Oh, right. Yeah. Um. And they uh, had a very similar initial response. Hmm. Like, they, their community hated that they were going 
to console. All right. Um, but again, it's the people who are passionate about the game commenting and worrying about the change that that announcement yeah. might bring. Um, and it's so, also like you said, everyone imagines that about half the company was working on it. And then right. I think Chris said in a post that there's only an average of about three of us working on it and, uh, throughout the, the whole yeah, period. Yeah, it was something, it was only yeah. like a very small, small sliver of the overall team. Actually, yeah. that's, yeah. And, and that's, that's actually true because um, uh, I, I have a, I have a friend who was asking me like uh, after the Xbox thing came out and he's like, oh, so you, like, cause I've been like working late and stuff. And he's like, oh, is it because of the Xbox thing? And I was like, no, I'm not working on that at all. <laughs> <laughs> But you are Blake. We're, we're, like well, artists, technically, I yeah, artists <laughs> didn't get divided. It, it, it's not a thing of like th- there are Xbox art. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know that right. doesn't get divided. Yeah. The same game is. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same game. I mean, yeah. technically, it's all going to be on on both anyway. So mm-hmm. right. I mean, part of why ports are are worthwhile for most studios is because you get to reach two or three times the normal size of the audience mm. for only a slight amount more work. Mm. Um, but I think. In our game's case, it's interesting because uh, so many people. We only had a few people working on the on the Xbox version, and it was over quite a long period of time. Mm. Um, and we did have a game designer working on it initially, at least, um, and and I think occasionally throughout. But um, most of the work was being done by people just getting the tech ready for it, so the DirectX 11 stuff, mm. and then uh, some graphic design stuff by um, uh, Ash, which is our are, are, he was sort of hired to help with the Xbox user interface, right? Right. And then you, which and you were just sort of assembling and making it basically playable, mm. right? Um, and that obviously takes a ton of work because there are lots of little interesting things that you have to work on that most people probably don't even consider. Yeah. Um, so uh, we'll get to some of those in a minute, but let's let's ask one of these questions that we got from Reddit. Okay. This is from, do we read out names? I think we, yeah, we, it's we're fine. reading out the names. Yep. Cool. If you wanted to be anonymous, you should have said so. <laughs> um, this is from Bradley. What thoughts went into the decision to not go with the traditional health and monoglobe style and location? Uh, he feels this would still be just as good and a bit more visually appealing. So why did the user interface change? So, uh, I mean, I, I didn't make the, the art or the concept art for right. it, but I think one of the reasons is we need a... I guess for different TV aspect ratios, we need to have, uh, I think, a 5% border around the, the user interface. Yeah. And adding that border to the current design just made it look weird. So right. we went for more of the, the floating um, mm. UI approach. Yeah. And I think the floating UI looked, we just thought it looked better with the orb at the, the top left rather than... Right. Um, yeah. Um, it, it's true. For, for I mean, a lot of TVs have an exclusion zone, basically, mm. where... There is an image being sent there to the TV, and the TV is not displaying it. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, and having our our user interface is very much bound to the edge of the screen, mm. um, and it it uses up the least amount of space possible by doing that, right? Um, but for it to for us to have used that same user interface on Xbox, you would have either had a big black border, which wouldn't be great, no, or it, you'd have this the globe still floating in the midair, sort of to some degree, except it's still not bound to a frame. Yeah, and yeah. around that frame is the game world, <laughs> <laughs> or you have like a big uh, golden or whatever the color of the user interface is uh, uh, border 
that just further connects into that user base, right? It, yeah, but either yeah. way, there would be a, a some weirdness going on where yeah. the game world wasn't as as clear. Um, the user base takes up more space, relatively speaking. So it wouldn't have been. Um, it, we couldn't do a one to one, right? We just could. It was impossible to transfer our user base across. Yeah, yeah. And I think we we were planning on almost completely redesigning the, the interface for console anyway, just yeah. because you know we need all the little control prompts of what what does what and all that sort of, right. sort of thing. So. Yeah, it wouldn't have been bar. easy to to add that into the 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 current. System. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, on, on similarly, uh, the PC user interface works for PC because to, it sort of mimics a keyboard to some extent. Mm, yeah, flasks are bound to one, two, three, four, five, and are one are are right next to each other. Mm. So that's and and the the skill bar has a similar setup where it's like QWERTY, right? Yeah. And, um, to move that across, try and use that visual for a controller whose buttons are com- laid out entirely differently. Mm. Um, would have been, I think there would have been sort of a cognitive disconnect there. You you would look at that user interface and not know what is assigned to what. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was, I read a recently a, a Wikipedia article about I, I forget the term, but it's um laying things out as naturally as possible. Mm. Um. So the example they used is a stove. You've got your four stove burners, right? Okay, yeah. And you've got, um, you can put four knobs at the base of the stove in a line. Oh, yeah. And you won't know what those knobs connect right. to on the stove. Yeah, yeah. However, if you've got the four stove burners and to the, say, left or right of the stove, you've got four smaller dials yep. in the same arrangement. It's very easy to know which dial is for which burner. Um, so I think there's a hmm. similar phenomenon at work here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we did want to do a similar sort of thing where, on the bottom left, there's the flasks, and use them with the D-pad and the shoulder buttons, and that's sort of all on the left of the controller as well. Right. And on the right, you've got the skills, which are A, B, X, and Y, and that's mm-hmm. on the right of the controller. So it's trying to keep that right, yeah, quite natural to what what you are holding in your hands. Mm-hmm. And and I think putting the the life and mana globe in the top left, um, I mean, the screen space is is very valuable on our game mm. because you know you can only fight monsters that are visible to you yeah. you can only fight them well um, and you can't as a result then put too much UI in any single location mm. if there's a blind spot on the screen it's bad right mm. yeah, so yeah. so spreading it out and basically making it so that sure the, the monster might be covered up by a little bit of UI but there's still some part of the monster visible yeah yeah it's exactly. um, pretty important um, so uh, this was another user who asked are there any plans to make microtransactions available on the Xbox account from the PC account? So right. if, you've, if you've got MTX on your PC Path of Exile account, will those be available on Xbox? Uh, no. no. Uh, I think Chris announced this in the Reddit yeah. post a, a couple of times. and Yeah, we're, we, we're not going to do that. Um, I'm not sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, mean, there's, there's, I don't know fully for what the reasons are. But I mean, for I know, for example, that I don't think Path of Exile. I, th- I think the game is hosted on. It's not on our usual servers. I don't know for sure. I'm not sure that yeah, either. No, I sure. think there were probably some legal things there as well. Like I remember on um, one of the Xbox videos with Jonathan, you were saying there are some differences between what we can do with support of X on PC versus Xbox. Right. Um. Like I think he said that uh, 
physical goods like you know we give away t-shirts and maps mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i don't don't think we can do that on xbox so there's probably some right yeah yeah so there's probably some some stuff around just selling things yeah, yeah. yep that sounds sensible yeah. but yeah but don't, don't take my word sounds for it plausible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we should uh, we should come back to that put a pin in it if we ever have chris on yeah run that by him sure mm. We have Chris on now, by the way. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is from Moasimin. How you handle the patching out any game-breaking bugs or exploits that surface soon slash immediately after uh, a patch since... For, okay, let me... <laughs> <laughs> Let me restart Take that. two. Take two. Um, Don't ha- worry, I'll edit that out. <laughs> I, I won't. I've, yep, it's going to stay <laughs> in. Um, how will you handle patching out any game-breaking bugs or exploits that, sur- that surface soon after or immediately after a patch since what from he understands is patches on consoles need to go through an extra process before they make it through to the actual mm. user. Um, I, I've heard something similar. Mm. Like maybe you know more about this than I do. So I wasn't really sure about this, but I asked um, other Chris about it. Yep. Big Chris, boss Chris. Yep. And he was saying that the server-side stuff can be fixed instantly. We don't need any certification stuff for that. So mm-hmm. server-only patches can go through straight away. Right. Um, and it's client-side stuff that needs to be through the certification process to make sure you know, right. it all still does what it needs to do right um so that that could take a bit longer but at Um, the same time that won't delay the pc patches because they they still get released at the usual sure it's just yeah i know that uh, most developers or or, or most um console manufacturers rather you know microsoft and and sony and whatever they will have a process to basically ensure that any software that they're selling uh isn't faulty out of the door like, yeah, yeah. They don't want things. They don't want to sell a, a a customer software that's gonna constantly crash on them, for example, mm. because that doesn't help anybody, right? Yeah. They they then have a problem. The the customer has a problem, and the game developer has a problem. That's all all problematic. So they have these processes to make sure, for the most part, games are fully functional. So I mean, the they don't have any early access stuff like like you know Steam early access. They don't have a Xbox um, equivalent of that. Uh, sure. I don't know. I think they. So I think they have betas for things. Yeah, but um, that always seems like uh, it's more of a game than early access. Right. You know? I don't think that there is a Steam style early access. No. I haven't heard about anything like that. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure either. No. Um, but I also suspect that if uh, I think even for the betas, it's probably done sort of knowing that what the player is playing yeah. is incomplete, and they probably haven't. You know, they they aren't buying a beta. Yeah, that's so true. it's not it if if there's instability, that's why there's a beta. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know they're not losing money necessarily. Mm. Of course, sometimes a beta is so rough that players assume that the live version is going to be like that, and <laughs> it actually does hurt them. Mm. <laughs> yep. Didn't that happen with like the Star Wars Battlefield? I thought that was good though. You played that beta, didn't you, Savon? Uh, you talking about Battlefront? Yeah, uh, I didn't play that. <laughs> I pl- I played Battlefield. Right? Did you play the beta, for Battlefield? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I I played like one session of it. It was, it was good. Was it stable? Yeah, it was. It's really good. Good. And um, you didn't buy the game after that? No, I did buy the game. Oh, 
It was that good. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we I'm pretty wow. sure we talked about it on the podcast a while back, didn't mm-hmm. we? Mm-hmm. Maybe that episode you went on. Yeah, it might Oh, not. yeah, definitely. <laughs> was it the other Chris episode? <laughs> no, oh. Actually, it might have been, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think we did talk about it on, on that one. Man. Mm-hmm. Or The Rocks. You yeah. guys have a whole thing that I don't even know about. Great. Great. <laughs> you, should, you should listen to the podcast. Yeah. I don't I do not do that. I don't. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> no. Um, uh, okay, this is from Rowan Blade X. What were some of the most challenging things to port to Xbox? Ah, <clears throat> um, it's a good question. Uh, yeah, I mean everything's been quite challenging. Uh, yeah, things like um, targeting monsters and that sort of thing has been something I've been working on for for quite a while. Right, getting the targeting to feel nice because you've only you know you don't have the accuracy of a mouse. You've just got the directional stick mm-hmm. and just yeah so and that can like, be quite tricky um let's say like you've got your your totems your your your, your spell totem support gem and you've mm. got a fireball link to it or whatever normally uh a player on pc clicks where that goes and, it, and yeah. the totem pops up and then the totem does its thing mm. um on xbox you sort of indicate the direction that you want it to appear when you use the skill and if there's an enemy there, I think it pops up next to the enemy, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we played around with the, a few different ideas with this. And we've got another targeting method at the moment where if you if you use attack in place mm. um, and hold down the skill button, it pops up a little uh, cursor on the ground. Mm-hmm. And you can move that around instead of your player. Nice. And it moves quite quickly. So, you, you know, it's it's quite accurate, but it, it's also, right. it doesn't take it too much time. Right, to move it around, and then you can more accurately place totems in more, yeah, more strategic positions. Right, like you could pop up behind you if you needed. Yeah, yeah. Because um, there's other things like um, with movement skills. If you're trying to move over a ledge that you can't, and there's you, you can only just make it on PC. You can just click to where you want to go. Right. Um, whereas on console, you'd have to accurately pick the direction you want to move in with the movement skill. Mm-hmm. Um, you like you can leap slam a short distance on PC. Yeah, yeah. To leap slam a variable distance on Xbox, you'd have to be using the stand in place. Yeah, yeah. So right. yeah, but that you can specifically pick where you want to leap to. Yeah, um, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I know that there are some skills, um, storm call for example, mm. uh, which are particularly difficult to <laughs> to get working on console. Storm call has like um. The pinpoint accuracy problem, where you want to target exactly where it is, but yep. then it's also got to delay it before it goes off, mm. and that delay can be variable. Mm. And so you can't just say, "Well, it's always going to be this distance in front of a monster," because the monster's move speed is also variable. So yeah, <laughs> there's you 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 can't necessarily reliably calculate a place for it to appear for it to properly hit those monsters. Yeah, um, just because there's too many variables, some uh, in and out of the player's control. Mm. Um, so I know that at least a long time ago we had talked about not supporting certain skills mm. on console. I think Stormcall was probably the most problematic of them. Yeah, yeah. Is that still the case? We, um, we've we got a similar thing uh, with Stormcall, with the, the reticle that's yeah. on the ground. Um, and instead of just specifically targeting a location, you can move the reticle around and it will just keep casting storm call oh so you can sort of you know draw a line right storm call along that line um, that's really cool and so far i think that's working out all right um yeah that sounds like a like i've played with storm call a little bit mm. and it's a hard skill to use um but that 
I think I can picture that being quite usable. Yeah. Um, you, you then have to, you, you lead your monster a little bit, which is what you have to do anyway. Mm. Um, but you don't have to necessarily consider pressing the button mm. exactly the right time or whatever. That's, that's very cool. Yeah. And there is also the, the other mode where it just specifically targets monsters or, or a fixed right. distance ahead of you. Um, yeah. Is there a, a hybrid of the two? How would that, Severn, how, how do you think that would play out? <laughs> you, you snap it to whatever monsters. Right. And then you go between the two and then you can pull off a reticle. Oh, I see. Ah, yeah. as in like you the it, it snaps you don't to wanna... a starting position that is near a monster? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm. Mm. I think... I, it's been a while <laughs> since I've worked on that. Mm. But I think that's what it does. Oh, cool. Like it starts at your current target location. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think... Cool. Yeah. All right. Hey, man. I'm, yeah. I'm just I'm just spitballing here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, well, what about good, good what yeah. about Chris? Uh, you <laughs> used the uh, Microsoft Connect, and you were uh, oh, you, oh. <laughs> you are the controller. <laughs> yeah. If you shout "Storm Call," it uses a Storm Call. <laughs> X- Xbox Storm Call. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. It's. I remember early on you were working on how to navigate the passive tree. Mm. Yeah. Um. Now this is something I hadn't even really considered. When when I first learned that we were doing a, an Xbox version, mm. um, but navigating the passive tree is very simple on PC, right? You can zoom in and out with scroll <laughs> wheel. You click on whatever you want to take. It's 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 very simple. Mm. It's like navigating a website basically. Um, on Xbox, <laughs> it poses a whole bunch of problems. Let's say you're using your control stick, and you want to take a specific node, mm. um, and it's it's next to the node you're currently taking. It's not too hard. You sort of you. You poke, you sort of point in that direction, and it'll mm. probably go to that node. But let's say you've got a kind of complex tree. You're at level eighty or whatever, and you've got your tree all over the, all over the place. Um, and you want to add a node to one end of the tree, and you're at the other. Mm-hmm. Um, navigating from one end to the other is not as as simple on PC uh, as it is on PC. P- on PC, you just zoom out and you, you click whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, being able to pinpoint, select which node you want when it's quite a long distance or whatever, you're going to have to hop and skip a little bit. Um, but I also remember that like there are points in the tree where you want to grab a notable on a, on a cluster mm. that's sort of separated to some degree from where you are right now. Um, I remember you were sort of playing around with, I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of trying to describe this. It might be wrong. <laughs> um, it was basically like a series of different cones of different widths and lengths. Yeah. Um, and this was how you would sense what node the player was trying to get to, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So you'd have like a very wide angle cone that has a, is quite short, and a um, and it, so if a player sort of gestures sort of loosely at one direction, it'll probably hop to the closest node, hmm. right? But if there's like a, a notable that's quite far away, um, the player can sort of ne- po- point at it quite precisely with the control stick and it will try and sort of figure out the straight line distance to that node and, and hopefully hop there, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, s- yeah, something like that. Yeah. I, so I, it's, I'm doing a very bad job of describing <laughs> it. No, no, it's good. Uh, so at the moment it's um, favoring it. Uh, the linked nodes take priority. So if you're in a big cluster, yeah, it'll, it'll try and give priority to nodes in that cluster mm-hmm. um so you can move along all the the lines and the, the highways i think we call it yeah um yeah and if it doesn't find 
a node on along those lines within a certain radius of you know where you push the stick then it'll fire a cone off in a different direction right and and look for the best node in that direction and pick that as well i should say we we are meant to call those nodes skills <laughs> i've learned recently you know, we we talk about them as nodes internally just mm. cuz I, I don't really know why that's just <laughs> that's just what we call them but officially they're called skills passive skills mm-hmm. yeah. wait can you not zoom in and out on, uh, while using the skill tree on console yep <clears throat> you yep. can't Oh, you can. Oh, okay. you can. Yeah. yeah. And if you just hold it in one direction, it'll just sort of move along in that direction. Right. So if you wanted to get from one side of the tree to the other, cool. you can yeah. just hold in a direction. Sorry, I misunderstood that. Huh? Exactly. What's your zoom in and out buttons? Triggers. Uh, triggers. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was actually really surprised about how natural it felt to move around that tree by the time I'd, I'd actually gotten around to using it. Oh, you, good. You, I mean... First time I'd used it, I think, was while you were you had just sort of started working on it. Mm. I think it was quite early on. Yeah. Um. And so there was a bit of jankiness, but then like the next time I used it, I was like, "This is supernatural feeling." Oh, good. So that's good to hear. Um, Chris has been supernatural doing supernatural feeling. Ooh. Yes. Whoa. Feels supernatural. <laughs> this is some telekinetic like, kind of shit. Damn. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. I fe- I felt psychic. I felt like the Xbox was reading my mind. Whoa. So the power of the connection. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Xbox, what am I thinking? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like hearing responses from people playing it for not the first time, but right because yeah. I don't think we've actually had a player try it yet. It's mostly just been people at work and journalists. And yes, sort of did, uh, did the journalists? Do you know what their sort of reaction was? I mean, we read their articles and stuff, mm. but what was their while they were playing? Did they? I'm not Say sure. Much. I wasn't. I wasn't in the kitchen at the time. Oh, Nick, I, you would have heard. I, I was in the kitchen oh, yeah, at the yeah. time, oh, right. and I also went on the press tour when we first showed it off. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So, what was people's initial like reaction to it then? Uh, it was pretty much universally positive. That's good. Um, it's, uh, yeah. No, no one was like, "This is weird. I don't like it." It's. It, it was all like, "Oh, this is." I mean, no. The 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 most telling thing was there were very few people asking what to do. Okay. Or how oh. to do something? Mm-hmm. Do they just not want to look dumb though? Is that the thing? They just oh, uh, oh yeah. It is. <laughs> this is a hardcore like, RPG. I better not say anything. Yeah. Um, there, there was one journalist who um, kept asking what the romance options were. What um, are the romance uh, options? So I thought that was interesting. Um, but Nissa, you get a Nissa. <laughs> you do a quest. Was, you do that like, medicine chest. Do can you make the player characters get into relationships with each other? <laughs> he, asked, he asked me that, so I I didn't know how to answer that one. I mean, I said no, but <laughs> that is that <laughs> like, is inter- you... that is interesting. Like that <laughs> is that just like nowadays when when somebody says, "Oh, I'm making an RPG." You're in, like that's just mm. part of it now, yeah, is I, it? I think that might be what was going on. Was that there? This is uh, this is someone who I think had the wrong expectations, mm. uh, or at least different expectations. When he said RPG, or he probably didn't hear the action part, right? Yeah, yeah. When he's, you know, action RPG. There's, that, there's that action Zelda, right? What are you talking about? Zelda Zelda is an action RPG, so there's um, uh, you know, Zelda the action RPG genre is kind of broad, but mm. the ARPG, quote unquote. Diablo style slash Path of Exile slash you know whatever yeah it's um 
the it's, the, it's got the, very specific connotations that I don't yeah. think this guy was familiar with. It's yeah. the it's the top down action RPG that's just like you're here to kill some monsters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also we're keeping that in our back pocket for for later. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're saving we're saving those romance. We want yeah. that witch and duelist. Uh, actually, the witch is, <laughs> I'm not going to say young. anything, man. It's yeah. You've been oh. working on something on the side. <laughs> <laughs> well, piety has a bit of a, a thing for the duelist. I think that's yeah, true. That's one yes. romance option. Really, where's this? Yeah. Oh, she. Comments uh, on his nice ass and that sort of thing. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you should. This game is great. <laughs> you should play the game sometime, Blake. You should play that game. It's pretty uh, good. You know? It's pretty good. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know about that. Um, yeah, play a duelist. Listen to Piety's dialogue. It's really funny. Oh, but then I have to play. A, <laughs> she's then I have to play a duelist. duelist. You know, I didn't even know we supported that kind of stuff. No, neither. That monsters re- like knew, knew what class you were and yeah. had dialogue yes. specific <laughs> to, to you. Um, a lot of. Uh, quite a few characters have specific class dialogue. Nessa does, I believe. Um, Bestel does. I don't remember if Tarkley does. Are you are you like me, Savern, and you just play like one class every time? I'm only testing now. Like I, I haven't oh, played the man. game in, in a little while. So you just don't play like with the sound or anything? Since open beta. Oh, shit. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. I know. Well, I only ever play... Um, uh, Ranger. I only ever play Ranger, mm-hmm. so I I never see any difference. Yeah, the Ranger is a very interesting character, though. Ranger's the, cool. The subtleties of that character and how how it's told mm. is very interesting. Mm. Uh, For example, why, why, why do you play Ranger? Because I I play Ranger. Like that that was a class up. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. What's oh, going well, on? I just want to be like you. <laughs> it sounds like Severn was the first one to do it, so like you just can't play it anymore. Damn it! Well, yeah, he wants to be like me. Man. Yeah, yeah. I want to be. Yeah, no, I want to be. I want to be better. I want to oh. be a better ranger. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. All right. It's gonna be hard. He's the perfect ranger. Yeah. Um, Blake. Yo. Do you remember anything? You've played the ranger recently, yeah? Right. Do you remember anything about uh, the Mervale? Uh, caves. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's ghost ladies, isn't like that's mm. yeah. Do you do you? But have you played any other classes? No. Have you played the witch through that area? No. You'll note if you ever play a witch through that area. Yeah. Uh, ghost ladies don't appear. Are they ghost men? They are ghost men. Yeah. So what's going on there? It's interesting that Mervale can sense the desires of the player character. Hmm. Um. There you go, little little factoid. Um, you can you can put two and two together from that. So, let's talk more about console stuff. Okay. Um, so this is uh, there have been some other action RPGs that have been imported to console, and they've had mods and exploits. Uh, this is this is a question from Alchemist eighty seven. Mm. Uh, he wants to know: Will you guys prevent mods and exploits? Uh, from appearing on the, on the Xbox version, uh, will the save characters on Xbox be local or based on the servers? Right, right. Um, so I also verified this one with Chris. Yes. Uh, uh, other Chris. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So uh, he was saying that our game is going to run on the servers like it does on on PC at the moment. So you can't cheat in the same way. You know, we don't sort the characters locally. Right. And so you don't. <clears throat> in fact, it's probably even more difficult because it's on a console. So it's right. a completely separate system. Yeah. Um, yeah, and at the moment, our PC version is is pretty solid. Yeah, there aren't many, many. It's very difficult, in fact, ideally impossible to to exploit very much on Path of Exile, mm. yeah. um, because it's all it, oh, so much stuff is just checked mm. by various things. And, yeah, and, and um, 
Yeah. I remember. Anytime I add a new new packet to the game, I've always got to go through a, a long. In fact, usually I leave packet network packets to to someone else. Because mm. I mean, and John, Jonathan is probably the best at at that. You know, he's very thorough with everything. And yes. Make sure nothing can ever be exploited. And yeah, I remember. Um, I think it was like a couple days after I moved to New Zealand. Mm. I went out. They they used to do a a, a new employee dinner. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Chris, I remember Chris, that. Jonathan and Eric. Then we got and, too many employees yeah. for them to handle. <laughs> yeah, um, and I remember I went out for my new employee dinner. We went to Genghis Khan, and yep. I went all, there. You, oh, all yeah, you can yeah. eat uh, Mongolian place. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they they took me to the quote unquote good one. Oh jeez. <laughs> um, what's that one? Like I don't remember. It, it, I was so it, new. I think it's Green Green Lane. Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, is that the one? The yeah. one yeah. yeah, yeah, Epson, yeah. That sounds vaguely familiar. I I had. No idea what the geography of New Zealand was at that point. It's, uh, fair, it's not really. the New Lynn one. Is, yes. Yeah, yeah I know that. A close, there was a closer one that was like five minutes away. There's one in it's Henderson there. now. Is there? Yeah, on uh, Lincoln Road. Yeah. We should go yeah. right now. <laughs> so, all right, that's the end of the podcast. We're wrapping it up. Thank you. For <laughs> oh, no, we're, we're, we're taking this podcast at- on the road. That's <laughs> what um, uh, I remember when, at that dinner, they were talking about some of the uh security measures in place for path of exile mm. um and like how and why and it was it was kind of mind-blowing i had no idea mm. the depths to which people had gone previously to cheat and the measures taken to prevent that cheating mm. it was very very impressive yeah i remember yeah. a new zealand gdc talk chris chris talked about exploits chris, in chris. other games yeah chris yep. not me chris uh big dog chris yeah. Big dog, Chris. Chris w. Big dog. I mean, Chris is a. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. These people are so rude. Um, but yeah, he was talking about the exploits, and he had an entire hour of just answering questions and talking about other game exploits. Oh, wow. and, and they've they've definitely learned from other people's mistakes. Yep, which is to mm. our benefit. Yeah. Well, I remember, um, like Diablo Two, right? They had uh, they had characters that were stored locally. And then you could do a option of closed battle. It was called closed battle net where everything was on the server. But the open battle net where your character was on, on locally, it was it was just a it was just a wild west of like everything's <laughs> modded. There's like a million skeletons, like raised armies all over the place. Like it was it was a mess. You couldn't kill anyone, everyone was invincible. <laughs> everyone had the best armor. It was just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Like it was, it was actually unplayable. <laughs> After talking to some people at the office, it's like, yeah, you, server tells the client what's up. You never have it the other way around. Yeah, right? it's just yeah. rule of thumb. Yeah, I always thought that'd be quite a, a cool game idea to have a really easily exploited <laughs> game because I think and, everyone and feels a bit sort of right. special when they they yeah, make a, make a cheat the, or an exploit or break yeah, the game. Idea. But like, then you walk in there and you realize everyone else has had the same idea, and yeah, yeah, you're just like, oh, yeah. this game's broken. <laughs> That's a. I wonder how you could make a game where the game mechanic was to cheat. Mm. Well, that would be very. Interesting. Isn't there that game? There, there's a. There's some RPG. I can't even remember what it's called. But there is a game where you are sort of you. You can kind of hack the game in a way. Uh, Watchdog? No, no, no. <laughs> it's, uh, man, I, I wish I could remember what it was called. And I Watchdogs Two. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You press A and you hack stuff. No, it was like you could write a thing that's like uh, I. I think I know what you're talking about. It was a it was a Kickstarter game and it was meant to teach you how to program. Yes, that sounds like um, it might be it. My buddy Anthony was a backer on that. Right. And 
I think the dude who had like made that Kickstarter and raised the funds and stuff just stopped working. Ah. Which is, you know, so how he, Kickstarter works. He life hacked everyone, <laughs> it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, in fact, if you ever want to look up a, a Kickstarter travesty, look up Project Phoenix. Project Phoenix. Project Phoenix is. Hmm. Um, they raised over a million dollars. They had Nobuo Oimatsu, which is the Final Fantasy Seven or Final oh, Fantasy wow. soundtrack dude for like all of them, all of them up to like ten, I think. Wow. Um, and then I, I think he started pulling back a bit. Um, had some other like good talent in there. Um, they, I think they raised their money at at the end of 2013 or the start of 2014, over a mm-hmm. million dollars. Uh, in 2016. They said, we still haven't found a programmer. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh God. Programmer we we were waiting for decided to bail on us. So we're But we're still working on it, guys. Don't worry. How do you not find someone? Like, Severn, we were talking about your game. You mm-hmm. found, like, multiple programmers over. Yeah, well, they, they must have been going for A-star a programmers, you know. Uh, hot demand programmers. That was, the, that was what they said. Mm-hmm. However, I mean, I've worked with this guy. I've worked with the guy who runs the project. Mm. Um. And the last project I worked with him on, he ran into the ground. Uh, and he everything about this was showing the yep. same oh telltale signs. This guy sounds like a jerk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a jerk is a light way to describe him. Mm-hmm. He is not my favorite person in the world. You, you want to name names? Not going to name names. But I'm sure if you know the name of the project, Phoenix, then you'll be able to <laughs> figure that out yourself. Oh, man. Um, I heard of a... Um, this is not exactly game related, but I heard of a Kickstarter <laughs> for uh, uh, cheap 3D printers. Uh, they're gonna be, uh, they were gonna be like hundred dollar 3D printers. Hmm. All you know, you just buy it, ready to go. It's gonna be great. And they raised, uh, I don't know how much, like uh, maybe over a million, like quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And it was these two guys, and uh, this one guy um, instead of they instead of setting up like a business account where all the Kickstarter money went into that like shared business account mm. it went into this one dude's personal account oh wow and the other guy just trusted him to be uh, like you're taking care of all the money right and the other guy's like yeah yeah cool cool <laughs> and he he bought he, he bought some land built like this really expensive house and then was like oh i've lost all the money uh, and his and it, it was a moral of the story don't, yeah. don't trust people and it was it was a bummer too because like the other guy was Really in, into it and wanted to make this awesome business. Yep. But the other guy was just seems to into it was into it to get a free house. <laughs> wow. What a piece of shit. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about crowdfunding a few times on this podcast. Yep. Um, and not trusting people. Yes, but and it's also <laughs> it, we need to keep in mind Path of Exile was initially crowdfunded. Mm. But I mean, yeah. in closed beta. Yeah. It was it was crowdfunded. So, um, crowdfunding is something that can work. Mm. It just, you need to be very sure about it, you know? You need to know who the person is, what the project is. You need to be able to see and and potentially even play the project before you... Mm. Well, I think if, you, if you yeah. want to put some money in it, do some research on the gas, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's probably worthwhile. Mm. Yeah, there's... I mean, I, I, I hear about Kickstarters where it's just like some dude... Some, some dude that's like, I've got an idea for a game. Mm. I need a million dollars, and it's going to be like the World of Warcraft killer. <laughs> yep. That, yeah. <laughs> that, that ship has sailed. It's, yeah, it's I think people, it has. <laughs> well, it's often people who haven't worked in the game industry before. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's 
There, also, there's an old uh, old investors adage that you should invest in the people, not the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that is a, a very good way to approach mm-hmm. it. I also think World of Warcraft is misleading. Like when you look at that, you're like, ah, dude, this looks like the games like 20 years ago. Yeah. I could well, make this. <laughs> it was 10 years ago. Yeah, like, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost, almost some 15. Of it, some yeah. of it is 10 over 10 years old. <laughs> but, you know, if I look at it, I'm like, man, this art. But, like, it's not just art. Mm. You know, it's mm. oh, shitload I mean, of it's, like, Yes. I mean, it is. it has become refined over its, like, you mm. know, its, its lifespan. Like, the, 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 the people that are still playing it, they're talking about this new expansion as, like, the best it's ever, ever been. I and see, I don't know. I, I every time they add new content, I like that game less because they always simplify a system. Yeah, but and that simplifying that it means more people can understand it. Means more more people come and stick with it. Yes, but it also that's the well, mi- that's the mindset it, that they've got. It, it makes it approachable, but it also makes it shallow, and mm-hmm. that is the problem. Mm-hmm. You need a system. If a system should be approachable, that is important. To play, uh, someone should not be intimidated by a system. This is. One of the obstacles you mean, we have uh, with skill- like our skill tree? Like, yeah, it was one of the obstacles we have with the skill tree. But um, our skill tree has a ton of depth. So players yeah. who don't get scared away yeah. uh, love exploring it, love love tinkering, love perfecting and optimizing in that. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a ton of depth there. And, and depth is ultimately what's going to keep a player playing. Um, every time World of Warcraft simplified a system, uh, I, f- I played for less time. Yeah, but mm. I think I think they've just come out like sure they've got like less choice in what skills you take and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. I think they really doubled down on like their story and their like quest events and yep. and all this like they've got in-game cinematics like all over the place now. It's it's and it's, that's it's a, really it's very cool. Yeah, it is very cool. It's very cool. I I would play it for a week <laughs> and I'd be done with it. That's I would level to the, the level cap and I would be right. like, "Yep, cool. I've seen all I need to see." Cancel you my subscription again. You don't want to get that fat loot though. Like you want to. The loot's meaningless at this point because you know there's going to be another level cap raised, and they'll yeah. launch another expansion, and it'll well, be got, easy to advance. And I mean, I, I, there's no system there that's going to hold me. I'm no expert on World of Warcraft now, but like they've got those, uh, those like, um, what are they like artifact weapons or something that is like. Oh, you, you can yes, customize it like the, oh. the weapon itself has a skill tree. Yeah, oh. I, that sounds familiar. That's like a, a newer layer of like. Yeah, the one. This is okay. Here's a here's something that really annoyed me about that system. Oh boy! <laughs> In vanilla World of Warcraft, yeah, there was uh, an item called Ashbringer that was found on a GM character, like a, a yep. game game moderator character. Mm. And Ashbringer in the lore is like the, the one of the most powerful weapons, mm. and it was like. Held by I think Tyrion Fordring or <laughs> or um, and like these huge huge yeah. lore characters, mm. and people were dying to get Ashbringer. Yeah. And at the end of Vanilla, they released Naxxramas, and Naxxramas had a uh, fight called the Four Horsemen, and one of the horsemen, depending on how you did the fight, could drop the corrupted Ashbringer, and ah. that was awesome. It was the corrupted version of this weapon that everybody had been looking mm. for, and that people had assumed there would be a quest to purify it to get the actual Ashbringer. Hmm. And it was going to be a huge... They had these like legendary weapon quests that were huge and long and impressive and had all this cool stuff. People <laughs> had just been waiting for the Ashbringer purification quest that never came. Four or five expansions later, yep. here is Ashbringer. It's yours. You can do whatever you want. Everyone, everyone, everyone gets got one. one. Everyone gets one. one. Everyone gets to customize it. Yep. Well, then, no, that's... Completely uh, well, destroy it, the identity. I think cool. it also... I Good think... Have fun. 
Again, I'm no expert, but I think that every, like, you customize it to look different. You also customize the effect of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it right. kills the identity of the weapon. And it, it, there's, along that, that same line of thought, yeah. um, a mate of mine that's, that's still playing it uh, tells me every once in a while what, what's up. And um, in his storyline, it's, it's become like you as the player are now in charge of an arm, like armies and yeah. garrisons and all this. Yeah. Right, and you like you're the, the you're the um the boss of your uh, your class, sure. right? So you're the 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 master warlock or whatever, right? But really, you're not because everybody else that's playing right. is is the master warlock of their class. Like, <laughs> yes, this is um, in my opinion, World of Warcraft was best when you were a foot soldier, right? And um, it had this sense of you get 40 people together back when it was 40 man raids. Oh man. Yep. It took a ton of organization. I remember that. Um, and it, it felt like a core, well-coordinated dance when you did a 40 man wait raid perfectly, like hmm. beating Cthulhu in a 40 man raid was yep. a huge achievement. Did you ever do that? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. And I, I did a 40 man once of molten core and it was a pickup yeah. group of 40, 40 people. <laughs> and it was, it was the shittiest shit show I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it every, was every, 90% of us died every single fight. It was a mess. Yeah. Yeah, and that that's why and it they It took 6 hours to do and we didn't <laughs> get anywhere near the boss. They uh-huh. they shrunk down the party size cuz yeah. less people means less problems and and then they gave all I mean, these different difficulties. This is part of the part of the simplifying and hmm. Yeah, this is again, they they simplified raid the raid system. Mm. Um and they they added a million modes for it. Yeah. Like you can do cross server raids and it's mm. super easy. You stand there and you press a button and you get your loot. But I mean, maybe they're on to something because they are like the most popular game in the world. I wonder how much of that is just sunk cost, though. How much of that is I've been subscribing to this game for thirteen years. And this is just where I hang out with friends. Yeah. Maybe it's, I don't know. It's a chat room with yeah. spells now. Mm. It's uh, saying it's the new Second Life. Well, I mean, functionally, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh man, Nick. <laughs> Whoa. Anyway, I, maybe I'm too, being too harsh. I, I think you are. I like that's a, it's a good game. It went in the wrong direction for me. Right. Mm. You that's you all. just you just crave more depth. That's and that's fine. Mm. Yeah. You pretty know, much. I, I want mean, I, the last time I had the most fun in World of Warcraft was when they introduced the pet battle system. Oh god. Because it was basically Pokemon. That's a different game. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Um, okay. All right. So talking about consoles. All right. Oh no, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, 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 it's okay. It's good. It's good. Have you played World of Warcraft, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you have a guest here, Chris. Still, <laughs> uh, I, I've never reached Endgame in World of Warcraft before. Um, I've only ever, you know, gone through the leveling process. Well, now you can pay to reach. Endgame. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think last time I played, I got a free level ninety pass, where you, you know you upgrade your character level ninety. But I don't. Do oh, that. right. It's, yeah, it's, I it actually, just seems like I was playing a, a, f- a few years back, and I did a ninety skip. Mm. And I kind of regretted it because mm. uh, there was a whole, like, the whole Panda expansion I ended up skipping through mm. and going to the Warlords. And I was like, ah, oh, I wish, wish I could have, maybe I should have done that because it's like a whole section I didn't experience. Right. Mm. I, I played, Mr. Pandario was the last one I played. Right. It's pretty fun mm. um, for a week or two. <laughs> really. That's, that's really fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I've ever really enjoyed World of Warcraft, oh, man. but for some reason I, I just keep coming back to it occasionally. You know, um, I get ten levels higher than I was before, but then I don't know. If Do you I have an active subscription right now? No. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't think MMOs are a thing for me. But they're, they're, I guess World of Warcraft has a bit of a nostalgia thing to it. Yes. Uh, going back to the old, going to see Thunder Bluff again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's, but, uh, it, there's a weird cry from um, from uh, WoW players that um, for like legacy servers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really feel that they don't know what they want. Because hmm. like if you were to go back to vanilla WoW without all the like uh, quality of life type stuff that's mm. in, in now i think you'd play for maybe a few hours and be like yeah i remember this and <laughs> it's not really that great now i've heard a similar argument from the world of warcraft devs themselves yeah um and i think that they are missing some very important things i i believe that a little bit of friction in the gameplay is important mm. if something isn't the uh, so there needs to be a level of polish mm-hmm. right polish is important in a game but that polish doesn't necessarily need to be in how your game systems interact. And by that, I mean, like, moving around the world um, doesn't need to be an extra... It needs to be a polished to an extent, but it doesn't need to be that at level 20 you get your mount and it's really yep. cheap. And at level 40 you get an even better mount and it's only a little bit more. And at level 60 you get your flying mount. It, it doesn't need to be, like designed in such a way that the player always has the easiest time getting from A to B. Hmm. Because a little bit of friction can create a memorable situation. Hmm. And um, I rem- like part of what made World of Warcraft interesting in the first place was it was this big world and you start off in this little area and slowly your knowledge of the world grows because you have to run around on foot first. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you... you see landmarks and you see quest givers and you see interesting events as you're doing that. Yeah. I mean, um, I think if you, if you're getting to the point that flying mounts were a mistake, I think blizzard themselves have kind of said, yeah, flying mounts were a bit of a mistake. Flying mounts, I think can be a, a great feature. I think that in, um, in the outlands expansion, what the, the, Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Burning crusade. Yep. It's when they introduced it, I think it was, uh, handled well because you, got that as sort of your final step mm-hmm. and there was there was an area i remember in uh, burning crusade that you pretty much could only do with a flying mount because yeah. there's a whole bunch of floating islands um, there yeah. are a few areas like that uh, um and that was a, a good way of handling it but then when you bring those flying mounts back to the original world it yep. shrinks the size of the world for yeah you. yeah it, it's no longer it this massive world it's now like two minutes to, to get to the bottom of the continent or whatever it is you know mm. um so i think that they have have taken polish to the wrong areas and to too high a degree hmm. to make it. Um, if, if something, my here's a phrase yeah. I like. If something's too polished, you can't grip it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Right? Whoa! If something's too polished, you can't grip mm, it. Yep. <laughs> that's how I feel. Holy shit! That's a hell of a. <laughs> did, did you coin that? Yeah. Oh. Whoa! That's oh man! That's a Nick original. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here. That's some Nick wisdom. Jesus, that that's got to be on your tombstone. <laughs> a very unpolished <laughs> tombstone. Really, really weird tombstone phrase. <laughs> it's made out of wood. No one, yeah. no one's going to very grippable. Uh, um, all right, Chris, more questions for oh, you. Okay. This, these are from our users and 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 our readers, listeners. What what are the listeners? They don't. If you if you transcribe our podcast and your reader email us at front seat questions and let us know. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, 
Is there anything in particular you wished you had more time to work on? This is from Noxterus. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I think uh, I mean we've still got a bit of time to work on things as well um, mm -hmm. before release. But I think. Um, well, let me ask you this: What are you working on right now? What is what is your biggest priority right now? Uh, I've been working on that little cursor thing I was talking about. Oh yeah, quite a yep. bit. Um, and that's feeling okay. Uh, I, I think mostly I just want to refine things a bit more and get mm -hmm. values feeling the right way. Yes, you know. Um, yeah, just just improve the feel of everything. Mm -hmm. I suppose. Yeah. Making yeah. stuff feel as natural as, as yeah. possible. Yeah. Like, like Nick was saying with the passive tree, where it, before it was a bit janky, right. I think you said, and now it's a lot nicer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, it's, it's interesting. So I've, I've now played the console version at various stages. You've, oh, you've right. been playing it like almost, I mean, you've, you've touched it at all points throughout its lifespan. <laughs> yeah. And so you probably have a good idea of like, what it originally felt like, but I suspect that the transition has been slow and gradual enough that you haven't noticed the leaps and bounds. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've noticed the leaps and bounds. Luckily, I've I've been in the position to like. I tried it very early on when you were just screwing around with stuff and getting getting <laughs> things sort of set up in a way that like a controller works. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it stuff worked and movement worked and combat was a bit sloppy and navigation was a bit sloppy. Yeah. Um, and then I tried it again at the press tour and it was feeling really very solid but we are still sort of working on like um like item management and mm. uh and flasks and and some stuff that was like sort of tricky on on the trickier side of stuff and yeah. then like i i get played it again at another press tour recently hmm. um when the press came to our office oh yeah um, oh you had to try then as well yeah just oh, a little cool. bit um and it feels if i felt another improvement so it's it's amazing even though you're you're just tinkering with values, mm. um, tinkering with those values and, and getting those little bits and pieces better independently mm. um, as, as a broader picture is making it uh, much more comfortable to use. Awesome. That's yeah. good. Yeah, it has been difficult to remember what it felt like and um, it, it's hard to make improvements when it's been a, a gradual progression. You, you don't yeah. sort of you don't have a benchmark. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Um, yeah it's, it's good to hear that it's it's feeling better. Yeah. Yes. Uh, tell tell me with with the uh, cursor thing. Yeah. I'm guessing you move it with the joystick. Yes. Can you change these values in the option menu? Options menu. Uh, at the moment, no. Oh, like no. movement speed. Yeah, like how, because how, how, how I'm thinking. It is? Uh, I always find that whenever I touch up sensitivity settings, that mm. it really only applies to me. Um, I definitely think adding it into the options menu and giving people a, a chance to determine their own is is cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is that something that, that that's going to happen? We haven't really talked about it yet. Okay. But, um, and yeah, totally possible. Because you know, first person shooters. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, mm. I think getting stuff up to a, as good a a sort of default as possible, and then seeing what options you want to expose to the users probably. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We can suggest ideas to Chris. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> it, is um, is the whole options menu like getting re reworked? You know, button mapping and things like that. 
Uh, I don't think we're doing any button mapping just because it's, you know, sort of specifically designed mm. to work with the UI and fit in. Okay. Um, I think most of the options are still there in the options menu, like all the sound sliders and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I mean, it looks different now than what it did before. And we're trying to keep most things, but other things don't really make sense. So we've, we've removed all the options that we don't need anymore. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah. Um, this is a question from Ami- the Amigo Boys with a Z. <laughs> um, are you going to rebalance some of the game around the fact that you can't use a logout macro? Um, stuff that happens almost instantly can be really hard to react to on a controller. Hmm. So I was uh, talking to you about it before the podcast. Yes, but we, we talked uh, about this a little bit. Yeah, we added um, a logout option to... I mean, there's already a logout option in the pause menu, but there's a shortcut where you can just press Y and it will log you out from the pause menu. Right. So, you, so just pressing start and then Y will log you out. You, yeah. you bring up the menu and immediately press Y and you'll get logged out yeah. pretty quickly, yeah. <clears throat> um, which is analogous to like hitting escape and, and rapidly pressing log, exit the character screen or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um. I personally felt that uh, it was much easier to react to things on the console version. Because the movement and the skill use are two completely separate components. Hmm. Um, you, with a mouse, the mouse is covering both movement and skill use. Ah, I see. And yeah. So you're all, you're trying to do two things at once hmm. with the same control mechanism. Whereas um, being able to use a joystick and and maneuver my character and then use the skills when and how I want hmm. with the other side of the controller was was. Um, it meant that I felt very mobile in combat. Oh, good. Uh, much more so than normal. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I've been so used to the, the controller now that that feels natural to me. Right. And I went and played some Legacy League on, on PC uh-huh. and uh, had a hard time readjusting to the, the mouse and keyboard. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it is nice because you, yeah, you, you do get a lot more accuracy with the mouse and keyboard for sure. Mm. But um, yeah, I mean, b- both feel pretty, pretty natural. So one of the hardest pieces of content that we have in the game is the laboratory. Mm. Not, not the laboratory. The labyrinth, labyrinth rather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got too many labs in our game. Um, <laughs> the labyrinth uh, has all these traps. Mm. And the traps require quite dexterous movement. <laughs> like you need to be able to get through narrow gaps and, and get your timing right and all this other stuff. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think that's going to be a lot. Those traps and, and navigating the, the labyrinth is actually probably going to be a lot easier on console. Hmm. Uh, I think people will be very surprised. That's going to be, to me, the where the the console will really shine. Hmm. Um, players will get up to that and go, "Oh, I get it now. I get why <laughs> the control like the controller is good." Yeah, that was one of the main concerns I think people had when not the main ones, but one of the concerns right. people had when we first announced it was trying to navigate all the traps with the controller. Right. I think they've forgotten how what a controller feels like. Like it's just. I mean, if you've played Mario or whatever, it's it's super, like, hmm. movement is what controllers do really well. Mm. So, yeah. Um, this is from Natural Aegis. Aegis? I've never known how to pronounce that word. Anyway, um, <laughs> I just stared at Severn. He's just like, I'm not going to help Yeah, I'm not even, I'm not even helping. Yeah, I mean, I mean Severn can't even see uh, the, the thing. Yeah. A-E-G-I-S. It's the shield mm-hmm. word. I think Aegis. Yeah, just, I, I'd yeah. go ages. Okay. Yeah. Good. We're all in agreement. Agus. Agus. Yeah. Blake's wrong. Okay. Agus. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, can we use more than four skills, or is weapon switching a thing? Um, weapon switching isn't a thing. Um, yes. You can't swap weapons, but you do have eight skills you can use on console. 
Yeah. So you got the the four um, that you see on the in the UI, and then if yep. you press the right trigger, you get the second skill set. Um, right. So you do have the same amount of skills. So you have two groups of four, like skill binds, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you you just mentioned that uh, you can't swap weapons, which is I think one of the most distinct feature changes mm. between PC and console is yeah. your second weapon set is straight up gone. Yep. Yeah. Um, most people, I think, use their weapon, their second weapon set specifically just to level gems. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just an extra spot to hold two okay. items and some gems. Mm. Um, so from like a purely gameplay and mechanical perspective, uh, I don't think that's going to be a huge loss. Mm. I think that um, console people who find out that the PC version has those extra weapon slots will be sad that they don't necessarily get to level those items like those gems or whatever yeah yeah i see but they're all coming they're all they're all going to be on the, the same baseline like the mm. the xbox people are playing with xbox people so yeah no one we're really, not doing the cross-platform right no one yet. no one is at a disadvantage yeah um, i used to hear um some of the support people used to tell me that um often a uh a, a problem that would be sent into support is um People's weapons disappearing suddenly. Yep. Oh, right. <laughs> and the answer is always, oh, you've hit the shortcut for your second weapon slot. You've hit X. Yeah. Press X again. <laughs> oh, yep, there it is. Thank you. And the, and the funny thing is <laughs> that happened to me at one point, like before I knew, <laughs> like before I realized there was weapons switching. And mm. Wow. Well, it's so what did you do about I, it? I, I see. I, this marched, game's buggy, I marched in. I was working here and I marched into support and said, <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know about this bug, man? Yeah, there's this huge <laughs> bug where I press X and my weapons disappear. I had a magic dagger. A magic dagger. <laughs> it had mono regen on it. <laughs> where did it go? Um, yeah, there's some good ones. Support also gets complaints that their character is doing no damage, and then they look at the skill tree and they've taken um, ancestral power. Oh, right. Which uh. disables damage from your character. And gives you an extra totem. Yeah. It's always fun, <laughs> or or characters who kill themselves with flasks. That's always a good one. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. There's some some uh, standard support <laughs> queries. They probably have macros for those now. <laughs> um, this is from Monkey Fetus. Uh, what was the most difficult or complex issue you came across in your work on the port? What was the most unexpected or unexpectedly complex? Uh, so. A Fairly difficult thing we've had to deal with is uh, the number of buttons you have on a controller. Yeah. Um, that's been quite tricky. Um, and there are still th some things at the moment that we haven't found a good solution for yet, just mm -hmm. because we've run out of buttons on that particular menu. Right. Um, yeah. So like in the inventory, you know, all the A, B, X, and Y are taken up by item manipulation. The yep. thumbsticks used for one thing. The right thumbsticks used for the right hand panels and mm. you know and then in in game i think i'm pretty sure all the controls are taken up at the moment um mm. is when you need to connect right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort it out xbox damn it <laughs> and <laughs> the buttons on your controller <laughs> yeah we want a keyboard <laughs> you can't just plug a keyboard in yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we're, we're trying to avoid doing combinations of buttons where right. we can um I mean, I think the only combination at the moment is for the the two skill sets where you got to hold down right trigger for the sec second right. skill set. Um, and that actually feels fine because, mm. I mean, 
most players can attest, you usually only use one or two primary skills. Yeah, yeah. And and then you need a movement skill. Mm. And then the rest is usually curses and auras and and like support stuff. And so having those on a menu that's completely hidden is even useful at times. Yeah. Um, and console kind of gets an extra skill slot as well because the thumbstick does all the movement, so you don't need the left mouse click right. for movement. Yes, that's true. Um, that's true. Um, most people will bind their left mouse click to movement. Yeah. And remove like the ability to use a skill or something, or they'll mm. put a golem on there. Um, yeah. So it's it is. I oh, man, I I always say it, but like decoupling movement and skills feels really good. <laughs> um. All right. Let's ask one more question. Uh, we've got some. We've got more than that, but we've we're already over time. Um. So this is from. Uh. Let's go with. Let's go with this one from Apxa A P X A. As far as we saw, most of the UI was just slightly tuned version of the PC UI. Do you consider making it a more? Uh, do you do you consider making it more console oriented, with uh, LT slash or left trigger or right trigger navigation tabs, uh, inventory characters, skills management, and so on? So, like, do do you think that using the triggers to navigate menus is is worthwhile? Was I guess with the question, which I think yeah. you already do, right? Yeah, I think yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's it's already <laughs> quite quite like that already. Yep. Yeah, uh, they might have seen like an old trailer, maybe. Um, great final question. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's go yeah, with one another more. one. <laughs> yep, yep. We yeah. we already covered that one to some degree. Um, oh man, thanks for your question though. Uh, yeah. Thanks for sending in. Yeah, thanks for everyone that sent in the questions. Yes, like, we, yeah, we yeah. have a bunch. Um, it's just a lot of them are are focused on controls, which we've talked about it. At length, so, I see. Yeah, um, and understandably because that's mainly what the console port is about, mm. right? Well, I have a question for you, which I think you might have answered uh, answered on the last time you were so here. Do you have one right. here? The, how, do you, how do you feel about uh, hot and cold, hot or cold leftover pizza? All right. Mm. Yeah, mm. I did answer that last time. Um, yeah, I'm in the the reheated pizza. Club. Yep. Good. Correct. Yeah. What's your method? Microwave. Nope. Oh. Nope. 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 You're the <laughs> first person I've I've heard that microwaves that. What? Every everybody else has like, like, in a frying pan or in an oven frying or pan. like frying in a in a what? Yeah, you you fold it over and fry yeah. it. Have right? you not Have you not heard about this? I I when I lived in the U.S. and I lived in a weird share house and I had like a a one of each utensil to my name. Um, I used to <laughs> you've, reheat. You've come a long way since then. <laughs> I have two of each. Utensil now. Um, uh, I used to reheat pizza in a frying pan because that's all I had. Uh, right. And it would get burnt on the bottom. <laughs> you flip them. You flip it. But there's cheese on the other side. It gets nice and crispy. Oh, yeah. No, you just yes. get it stuck to the pan. Mm. Nah, man. Get no. a little bit of butter in there. Yep. <laughs> well, you're describing a pancake now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you make a pizza a couple pancake. couple eggs on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, right. Sandwich press. Sandwich wait, wait, press yeah. is a good one. I've got something for you, Dude, Chris. Hang on, hang on. We're not oh, done with pizza. Oh, oh. Use an oven. Trust me on this. I used to microwave pizza. It <laughs> it gets soggy. Yep. It, it makes the crust chewy. Yep. It's unpleasant. If you just put it in the oven for like six minutes at like 200 degrees, you got yourself a nice slice. Hmm. Also, keep it in Tupperware because if you keep it in the fridge without – like if you just put put the box in the fridge, which is what I used to do, it dries out overnight. Yeah, right, right. That's, that's not great. Or here's here's Keep my here's my pro tip, 
which I haven't tried yet, but I think is fantastic. You get two pieces of cold pizza, you put them together so the filling is on the inside, <laughs> and you put that in a sandwich press. Nice. Wouldn't it be like great? Like a toasted sandwich. Pizza. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if you could like take ingredients and go to like, I don't know, <laughs> Domino's or what? It, Sales and just be like, hey man, can you just throw this in the oven What's real quick? <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay you for it. So like whatever. Oh, so you, know, you just, want no, no, you want a, a a place that's just like we have all these pizza ovens. Yeah. Bring your you want a pizza oven pizza. laundromat. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly but, it. but I I don't just want that. I, I'd, I'd love to have like a <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to have like an access to a deep fryer as well without every, oh, actually wow. having to commit to. Oh, I see, yeah. You imagine the lawsuits though. What uh, you people injuring themselves? You have all a security camera, man. You you sign an NDA. <laughs> NDA. You may disclose where you fried. Yeah, yeah. Hey um, man, you, you didn't fry that here. Yeah. <laughs> You've been talking about getting a deep fryer for the years. I know, but then <laughs> apparently you you reduce like t- you take ten years off your life once you. But I mean, what <laughs> are you going to do with those ten years? <laughs> oh, yeah. You'd be you ten years be... happier if you had <laughs> yeah. a deep fryer. Yeah. So, um, all right, Chris. Here's the actual last question. Oh yeah, you've got. Oh something? no, you've got. Did you have one? I've, I've got one, but it's a general last. General yeah. No, question. go for go it. For go it. for it. Actually, let's do that. Let's do that last. I'm interrupting right. you. This is All second right. to this last is, question. Is, I've got another last question, is, actually. Third to last <laughs> question. Third to last question. This is the infinite podcast. It's never going to... Okay. Um, uh, Resinaru asks, uh, with, I assume, left analog stick being movement and mm. flasks being on the D-pad in the trailer, uh, are you guys doing some sort of magic so the players don't have to stop moving to use a flask? Because this is something we had discussed very early on. D-pad flasks sounded like a great idea, yeah. but we found problems. And movement while using a flask was one of them. Yeah, yeah, because they're both on the, the left side of the right. controller. So. You only have one thumb. Yeah. Was, yeah, initially we had only four flasks as well Yeah, compared to the five on PC. Um, and one of the reasons we went back to five was because we decided to, that it was too hard using the D-pad. And so we added left shoulder, is it called? Left shoulder? Yeah, the bumper. Yeah, bumper, bumper. Yeah, and right bumper as flask one and five. Yeah. So you can use those easily without having to stop right. moving. You bind your most important flasks to those. Yeah. Um, and then your D-pad is for you've got three on there as well. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. <clears throat> and we have another feature which we've been playing around with, where uh, it's like a, a smart flask usage system. Yeah. Where if you, let's say you've got a health flask on your left bumper and a health flask on your one of your other D-pads, if your left bumper <laughs> flask runs out then it'll find the next best flask to use on your d-pad and just use that right so if, if you've got a life input. flask on your left bumper and your life flasks run out yeah and you press that left bumper again thinking i need a life flask yeah it was gonna try and use a life flask that's bound to your d-pad yeah yeah um so it it <clears throat> makes a best guess as to what it is you're after based on what you've bound there right yeah yeah and um, also using the d-pad while moving isn't too bad because you you don't stop moving immediately when you let go of the, the stick there's yes there's tiny a little bit delay. of inertia so it's it, yeah so you can move let go press a button and keep moving and it won't right. stop the character completely. interesting yeah. do the um like uh push joystick in buttons do it do anything yeah <clears throat> what are they um doing? so the uh left joystick uh clicking it is the same as pressing alt Okay, um, so it's like for showing all items, or it shows the item level in the the pop-up, right. um, or the or the helpful description text on stuff as well. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. And then the right um, right clicking is for skill rewinding and the little oh skill yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Was that your last nope. question? <laughs> Fourth to last question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, that, All right. that one was just off the cuff. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Who wants to go first? All right, Chris, how are you feeling about it? The Xbox version. Good. Yeah. 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 I'm excited to see people playing it and um, get feedback from you know longtime players and. Um, yep. Yeah. Have you been around? Um, have you been around anybody outside of the company trying it? Uh no, not really. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, I think all I've seen from other people playing it is um, just from our press releases and that sort right, of thing. Right, the interviews and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I'm re- yeah, really looking forward to seeing what people think. Because yeah. I'm, I'm used to it now. And right. It's, it's I think people are going to be stoked. So, yeah. Yeah. I think people will be pretty happy. Oh, okay. So so my, my last question is completely pointless cool. and, and doesn't have anything to do with the game. <laughs> um, so would you rather... Uh, <laughs> what is that? Would you rather go into space... <laughs> Or would you rather uh, see a dinosaur? Ah. This is very important. This is actually the most important question. <laughs> That's a pretty good question. Is yeah. seeing a dinosaur meaning go back, going back in time or just going to a Jurassic Park? Um, I think we left that open. Okay. Basically. So there might be time travel. <laughs> okay. Well, does, I feel like causality I mean, is a problem. Here. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's just say it's a Jurassic Park. Yeah, would you go. rather have a, go to a Jurassic Park or would you rather go to a space station? Hmm. So going to space doesn't mean I just get to. Oh, you know what? No, going go, no. Okay, let's go back to what, what I originally happening? said. What a what a travesty this question is. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I originally didn't come up with this question. It's already full of holes to begin yep. with. Uh, okay, so would you rather see a dinosaur? Just right. see a dinosaur and be like, "Holy shit, there's a dinosaur." Can or you would, attach this dinosaur? Yeah, you can do okay. whatever you want to the dinosaur. It's a, let's say it's a, <laughs> Anything a triceratops, you want. a, fairly, oh, a herb, herbivore, reasonably <laughs> gentle, maybe, except it's got giant horns. Maybe there's a T Rex around as well. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? When there's one day. dinosaur, there's more. They're like cockroaches. <laughs> um, <laughs> you turn on the light and you see a dinosaur. There's a hundred others. Yeah. Or would you rather go into space? And that means anywhere in space. Anywhere. In space. Anywhere in space. Just one place in space, or I get to like roam around. Uh, you get to go. Does he get to touch space? I, I, I you reckon get to touch space. <laughs> you, touch, you get to be you do on anything a rocket to space to wherever you want to go. All right. I I think I would have to go see some some nebula in space. Boom. Yeah. Space Although, wins every yeah. time. I, I think you phrase the question in such a way where it, it sounds awesome because <laughs> because you, you're touching ba- a dinosaur is boring. No, because you're saying like <laughs> you like, go anywhere instantly in space. It's like, like saying, anyway. "Hey, do you want to go to the crocodile exhibit no, okay. at the zoo, or do you want to go where only like twenty people in the whole of human history have ever been?" <laughs> so the exclusivity is what's so appealing he, to you. Huh? <laughs> it's, it's that only twenty people have been there. Is, well, is the, the also, allure. it's zero gravity. It's the infinite vastness of the universe. Don't you think that's a boring part? Yeah, you're right. Seeing the infinite <laughs> no, vastness the, of the okay, universe here's, sucks. Here's a, a, a change to the question. All right. You can go into space, but you can only go to one place, and you have to pick it like before you leave. Ah. So just sort of like point it there and go. Yeah, so you're like, that star, I want to go there. Right, right. And then you die. Or if you can be... Or if, you can, or if like... You know, there's like exoplanets that people know. You can be like, I want to go there. Hmm. Uh, probably go check out Black Hole. That'd be yep. it. Still space. Yeah. Space wins. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, I, um, I used to want to be a paleontologist when I was a, a child. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so back then, it definitely would have been dinosaur. That, that's a foot doctor, I've seen right? Lots, lots of dinosaurs, <laughs> right? A, pale, uh, a foot doctor is what yeah, you say. Paleontologist <laughs> is a foot that's doctor. That's definitely what I meant. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Like here's here's one question. Let's say the mortality rate for going into space is ten percent. <laughs> okay. You've got a ten percent chance. You, that if you go to space, you're going to die straight up. And if you meet a T-Rex, <laughs> what's your percentage of, of living? Uh, there is you. You are guaranteed to live at the dinosaur park. Okay. Um, <laughs> w- would you still choose space? No, it's like Jurassic Park. There's ten percent chance. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone signs <laughs> a waiver going in. If, if it's like Jurassic Park, it's more like a ninety percent chance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very few people made it off that island. Um, would you would you take that mortality rate? Would you would you gamble? I think so. Yeah, I think so. yeah. I think yeah. I would as well. Yeah, I, I heard that when when from people at the space station that they just something happens to them where they just sit in front of the window or whatever and they just they look stare at, at the planet for yeah. for hours on end. Yeah, and, yeah. They say they like never a, get a sick of it, feeling. which is yeah. which is something that humans are. Uh, Seem to like always do is that everyone gets sick of everything, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can Earth have the is... best job in the world, and you're like, I'm sick of this. I mean, from <clears throat> from from where they are, Earth is still gigantic, mm. and you can see all of these geological features, and um, you can see weather systems like appearing and disappearing. Mm. And you can, you know, yeah. you get to see all of the lights of the city, and that man, oh, man, you see that there are no borders, man. Borders are just We're in all your just mind. like the same. It's all just one planet, you know. Anyway, it's all just Gaia. It's just Mother Gaia. <laughs> if you have questions, if you have an opinion about Wait, what was space your last question? I thought you had a last question. That was it. I asked my question. Really? Yeah, it was the Flasks one. It was oh. from uh, Retinaru. Oh, I thought you had a question. You, Nick, and I see Nick. Nick. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> um, no, I didn't. That okay. was. I mean, I've, we've asked I've asked tons of questions. <laughs> Um, if you've got a question you want to ask, uh, we'll ask Chris on your behalf if it's specific to Chris. Maybe we'll get back to you. Um, you can email us, frontseatquestions at gmail.com. If you've got an opinion about space versus <laughs> dinosaurs, tweet at us at frontseatcast or visit our Facebook page, facebook.com slash frontseatcast. We also have a WordPress site, frontseatgamer.wordpress.com, and a YouTube channel. It's frontseatcast on YouTube. Um, we're part of the Australian Gaming Podcast Network, AGP on Twitter, and you can rate us on iTunes and you should tell our, your friends about us because, uh, we like it when you do. And thank you for all the people who have. And, um, thank you, Chris, for coming in. No problem. Thanks for having uh, me. It was a joy to have you. Thanks. Severin, you're fine. Blake, <laughs> good on you. Severin, you're fine. Good. We'll, good, we'll be good back in a couple too. weeks. Yeah, <laughs> All right. And th- yeah. thanks again for everyone that sent in questions. <laughs> yep, that's true. Yeah. Sorry we didn't get to all of them. Okay, bye. bye. Can I read out the week, the week before? Sure. The Jade Dragon hoisin marinated char grilled chicken breast with sautéed onion, streaky bacon. Marin pickled red cabbage, homemade sriracha aioli chopped, uh, topped with crispy noodles. Oh. Crispy noodles. Crispy noodles. Have a look at that.